Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where OP's girlfriend gets kidnapped. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. We all shop online, every single one of us. So you all know what I'm talking about when I say there's that little promo code field taunting you at checkout. Don't you just hate to leave it empty? Well, with Honey, you never have to leave it empty. Honey is a free browser extension that automatically applies the best promo codes to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores and has saved over $2 billion for users. When I recently purchased a new mouse for my computer, Honey saved me a few bucks, and it cost me nothing. Basically, when you're shopping online, all you have to do is click the Apply Coupons button, and Honey will automatically search for the best coupons and apply them to your order. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash r slash. That's joinhoney.com slash r slash. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash relationship advice. I'm a 26-year-old guy, and I've been dating this girl, Mary, who's 25. We'd been dating for over a year, but she came from a very, very strict Indian family. She said she was lucky that they allowed her to work, and they would be extremely against her dating someone, that they wanted her to get married to a guy of their choice. We met at college and ended up at the same company. We had passionately hugged several times, which she said was a big no-no, so she wanted to keep it a secret, which I did. Eight months ago, out of the blue, I received a message from her. It said that we were done and she didn't want me to contact her again. We hadn't had a fight. In fact, we had a romantic dinner just the night before, and yet I got this message. I called her several times, sent her texts and everything. I even planned to go to her house to talk to her, but decided against it due to her family. I even tried calling some friends of hers, but they just said that she had ghosted them too. I was heartbroken, and after two months, I decided to get back out there, but just couldn't find someone with that same spark. I had basically given up on dating and started focusing on my career, and I recently even landed a very high-paying job. I was happy, but lonely. Three days ago, I got a message from one of Mary's friends. She said that Mary was over at her place and she had been there for nearly a week and she was asking to meet me. I was hesitant and asked her if she was playing a cruel joke on me after the way that we broke up. But to my surprise, the friend broke down crying and said that she couldn't explain over the phone. I went there and sure enough, Mary was sitting there. She looked thinner, a bit paler, and very, very sad. She saw me, started crying, and hugged me, and then we sat down to talk. She said that her family had seen us together, and when she went home that night, she was yelled at. She lives in a big joint family, so her parents, grandmom, three uncles and aunts, and about 13 cousins live under the same roof. She said they took away her phone, prevented her from going to work, or contacting anyone. They said that they had pressured her into telling them how far our relationship had gone, and when it was revealed that she wasn't a virgin, her family went berserk. They moved her to their rural village, and they arranged her marriage with a family friend who was like 65 years old. And when she tried to refuse, they threatened to kill her. So, she said that she played along for a full month, and a week or so ago, the marriage date was decided to be in September. She said that she told her family that she wanted to spend time with her soon-to-be husband and managed to slip away. After that, she took a train to get back here. 
I had moved to a bigger house and I wasn't on social media, so she didn't know where I was and she went to her friend. She stayed there for a few days, resting and crying, worried that her family would find her, before finally asking to meet me. I have no idea what to do here and how to proceed. I love her and I'm willing to be there for her, but I have absolutely no idea how. What legal steps can we take? Okay, so obviously people are telling OP to contact the police, but OP clarifies, unfortunately, cops aren't an option. Her family has connections with a very high-ranking officer, and if we so much as step into a police station together, her family will get wind of our exact location, which is not something that we can afford right now. And then OP posted an update. We got married! We got married in an Araya Samaj Mandir, which is just a way of saying that we got married the fastest way possible legally. Mary is seeing a therapist now, and she's mentally doing much better, and she isn't that scared now. Her family did find out where she was, and they tried to lodge a case that I was holding her against her will, or that she had been brainwashed by me. But thanks to some fantastic advice from someone in the previous post, we had an affidavit ready to disprove all that. Her brother sent me some threats, and her dad actually tried to enter my house. But in the end, they had no choice but to accept it, and they left to go back to their hometown. Me and my wife blocked them on everything, and we haven't had any contact from them for a while now, so we don't think that there'll be a problem anymore. Now that all the legal craziness and family drama has been dealt with, we're going to start adjusting as husband and wife. We're planning a proper wedding celebration with all of our friends who are basically our new family. We'll also go on a honeymoon soon. I'm glad that things worked out as well as they could for us, and I'm going to look forward to spending the rest of my life with this fantastic woman. Yo, that is crazy. How old did OP say that he was? Did he give an age? 25. Okay, Mary's 25. Married to a 65-year-old dude. Man. I am so glad that she managed to escape because her parents were just basically throwing her life away. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash relationship advice. My best friend is Sarah, who's 26, and her husband is Matt, who's 28. They've put me in a very difficult position with my fiancé, Jack, who's 30. I've known Matt since my childhood. He was my neighbor and we were friendly. Sarah and I were roommates in college and became close friends. When I introduced Sarah and Matt, they hit it off and started dating each other. I was happy to see two of my friends get together, but also annoyed that I became the third wheel and was often ignored or set aside because they were so into each other. By the time that I graduated, Matt had completely dropped me as a friend. That saddened me, but I was still good friends with Sarah, so it was what it was. Sarah and I would frequently hang out, but I never talked with Matt other than the occasional polite hellos. Sarah would sometimes try to do couple dates with her and Matt and me and my dates. I found out that Matt had developed an unpleasant personality and would frequently be rude and condescending towards me. However, he's a very devoted and loving husband to Sarah, so for her sake, I ignored him. When my fiancé and I got engaged, we had no plans to do a party. Sarah was disappointed that we didn't throw an engagement party, so she organized a small get-together at her home to celebrate us. The party was nice, and as things were winding down, my fiancé and I went to thank Sarah and Matt for their sweet gesture before we took our leave. Matt was pretty tipsy by then, and out of nowhere he suddenly hugged me, and in front of my fiancé said that he's so glad that I was finally settling down, and he's relieved that now I'll be over the crush that I had on him. I was shocked and told him that was not true. 
He just laughed and told Jack that I was always chasing him and he had to work hard to keep me away. I dragged Sarah in and asked her to please fix this mess and she was like, oh, he's drunk, ignore him. You know I always trust you, I know you wouldn't act on your crush. My fiancé Jack was pretty pissed by this point and he walked out. I ran after him and tried explaining that this wasn't true, but he told me that he doesn't want to be anyone's second choice or their backup plan. Since that night, he isn't talking to me or returning my calls. I've talked to Sarah multiple times to clear things with Jack, but she's brushing me off. I don't understand why they believe this or why she'd stay friends with me if she thought that I was into her husband. I was in her wedding party and I did so much work for her wedding because her sister, who was the maid of honor, was too busy. I've helped her through her pregnancy and have babysat her kids so many times. She never gave me any indication that she thought this, and why would she want me close to her family if she believed this? I feel humiliated that these people think that I was pining away for a jerk like Matt. I need help in convincing Jack that this isn't true. I am so mad at him for throwing away our relationship over what some drunken idiot said. I don't know what I'm going to do about my friendship with Sarah. And then OP posted an update. I talked to Sarah again and asked her why she would think that I had a crush on Matt. She said that when I first introduced them, I had talked up Matt and gushed about him, and she took that as me being into him. I said that I was fond of him since I've known him for a long time, but that doesn't mean that I want to be with him. She said when they started dating, I was often upset about it. I said that I wasn't upset about their dating. I was upset that she would make plans with me and then leave me to be with him. And when we were all together, I didn't enjoy being the third wheel while they ignored me. That had nothing to do with wanting him. It had to do with being excluded by my best friend. I asked her why she hadn't said anything before, and she explained that she could manage the situation. She'd asked Matt to stop talking to me completely, and she engineered situations so there was little chance of us socializing with each other. I asked her that, now that I've explained that I never had a crush on Matt, can you please talk to Jack and tell him that? She said that she didn't want to lie. This frustrated me immensely. She could ignore my imaginary crush for years and manipulate me, but they won't talk to my fiancé to help my relationship? I told her I was done being her friend. Thinking back, I was always doing stuff for her, and she used me, but she did little for me in return. Then, OP posted another update. I wrote a long letter to Jack explaining the entire history of my relationship with Sarah and Matt with the recent screen caps. I asserted as best as I could that I had never pined after any guy, and I loved him and he was my only choice. After days of silence, Jack agreed to talk to me. We met, and he said that he sees two ways of interpreting the situation. One, Matt and Sarah are right, and he doesn't want to be my second choice. Two, they're malicious people who are messing with me, and that shows very poor judgment on my part that I would have a best friend like this. And he doesn't want that quality in a life partner. Either possibility leads to the same conclusion, that he wants to call off the engagement. He reminded me that I had represented Sarah as one of the most important people in my life. I would jump up to help her all the time. I had once canceled plans with him to take care of her kid when the baby was sick. That incident irked him, but he had seen it as me being caring and nice, but now he's seeing all that in a different light. I cried and begged him not to end our engagement, but he wanted a break for a while. 
I thought over what he said for a few days, and I came to realize that he was right. I was a clingy friend and a doormat. I never even saw how one-sided my friendship with Sarah was. I was a doormat with Jack, too. I didn't want to get married or have kids this early, but I agreed to his timeline. I gave up an exciting job opportunity with more money because he didn't want me traveling for work. I love him, but I need to fix myself and be stronger. I gave back his ring and ended things. I returned all the gifts that he gave me too. He was offended by that, but I didn't feel good about keeping the very expensive things that he had given me. He makes a lot more money than me, and he was very generous with what he gave me, but I can't keep that now. Sarah was quiet for a while, but then started calling me. I ignored a lot of her calls, but this morning I answered her call and told her about the breakup. I was looking for sympathy from my old friend. She was more interested in knowing if I was still going to watch her kid while she and Matt went on an overnight trip. She got pretty angry when I said no, and I have her blocked now. I've lost my fiancé, my best friend, and my relationship with my nephew, whom I adored, all in one go. But still, I'm thankful for the comments that showed this wasn't something I could fix and helped me to rip off the band-aid and walk away from this mess. Wow, alright, so starting off, Sarah sounded like a really normal person, like a decent friend, but as this went on, Sarah sounded worse and worse and worse. Imagine ruining someone else's engagement and then getting upset at that person when they won't watch your kid for free. OP, I'm glad that you walked away from Sarah and Matt because that was a really toxic relationship that you were in. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for being upset with my $150 engagement ring? My fiancé is quite well off, and while I don't make as much money as he does, I certainly wouldn't be struggling on my own. He rotates between a few very expensive watches that he wears to work, and while we have a good grasp on financial literacy, we aren't shy about spending for the most important parts of our life. We openly share finances, so I know that he isn't secretly in debt or any such nonsense. The ring he got me is nice and understated, but more of a nice stacker than an engagement ring to show off. The stone, which I am doubtful of being a diamond, is quite small. It is not an heirloom. When friends or family get engaged, there's always the excitement in sharing the news, and inevitably, someone will ask to see the ring, and then everyone coos over it, and it's a good time. When I showed off my ring to my family and friends, the mood got awkward, and they feigned excitement just long enough until it was okay to change the topic. This isn't a criticism of them. They're just terrible liars. I'd like to make this clear that I'm not expecting a three-month salary ring or an over-the-top wedding. However, this is a ring that I'll be wearing daily for decades, and it's largely considered a symbol of his love. But I really don't think that I'm out of line for thinking of it as a long-term investment piece, given the amount of wear that it will see and the sentimentality behind it. Surely, my wedding ring should be worth in a gaming console, right? Am I the butthole? And then OP posted an update. He came home and we were settling down, and around dinner time, I started a conversation with, Honey, I'd like to talk about the ring. And before I could even start, he just blew up. He started yelling, effing, finally, and how I'd ruined everything by waiting so long. To be brief, he bought a sucky ring from a jeweler who got bad reviews so that when I got upset over it, he could dump me under the guise that I was a gold digger. 
He had apparently been having an affair with a younger model that he earned. But he knew that breaking things off when his family loved me so much would hurt his optics, so he had to make it my fault. He knew that, quote, leaving this pariah ship, end quote, would gain him some sympathy, and there was a lot of rhetoric that clearly wasn't his own words, but something he was parroting from what I highly suspect is from a much too influential work friend that I've had disagreements with in the past. Changes in his behavior that I had attributed to work stress are glaringly obvious to me now as symptoms of something much more malicious under the surface. And I feel really ashamed that I didn't see things more clearly earlier, or I wasn't somehow able to hit things off before they got this far. I won't be sticking around to dig any deeper, but I know that my now ex-fiancé wouldn't have done and said the things that he did without being pushed from bad influences behind the scenes. This doesn't mean that I forgive him. I think that he's incredibly weak and feeble-minded for letting this happen to us. But I also doubt that I'll be contacting many of our mutual friends once the dust settles. I left in the middle of his tirade around the 15-minute mark, and I'm staying at my mother's. I haven't cried yet, and I think that I'm still waiting for it to all suddenly make sense, but I know logically that it might not ever. On the plus side, if there is one, is that I don't have to wear this effing hideous ring anymore. And like, what's so weird about this story is that he just assumed that OP is a gold digger. But actually, she's not a gold digger. She's the opposite. He proposed to her with a really terrible ring. And she's like, okay, well, if this is the ring that I have to wear to be married to you, I'll do it. And I'd prefer a better ring or at least a more attractive ring. But it's not a big deal because love is more important than price tag. And this guy threw OP away just to get a younger model. Man, what a spineless way to break up with someone. Just dump them and move on. You don't have to set up this this weird, elaborate trap situation where you're waiting for them to have a completely normal reaction. She can be like, aha, I knew that you were a dirty gold digger. What a doofus. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.